This episode is powered by Poddex. Poddex are unique interview questions and episode starting prompts in the palm of your hand. So whether you're a new podcaster or existing broadcaster looking to grow your audience and have more meaningful conversations, you're going to want to check out Poddex. Now, if you want to get 10% off your order right now, you can go to poddex.com and type in coupon code, what's the code? Larry21. Yes, that's the code. Check out poddex.com. Take your podcast to the next level. From coast to coast and around the nation, this is the Washington Ledger Podcast with your hosts, Larry Leese and Jacob Siegel. Each week, we dive into the latest news surrounding us. The Political Pulse Show is sponsored by Beer Club. Are you tired of searching high and low for the perfect brew? Well, look no further because I have an incredible solution for you. Introducing the Original Craft Beer Club, the ultimate beer experience delivered right to your doorstep. As a member, you'll receive a carefully curated selection of handcrafted beers every month, directly from independent breweries across the country. Imagine the excitement of discovering limited releases, seasonal favorites, and unique collaborations, all expertly chosen by the Original Craft Beer Club team. It's like having a beer festival in your own home, but it gets even better. Each shipment comes with detailed tasting notes, brewery profiles, and food pairing suggestions, so you can fully appreciate the flavors and aromas of these exceptional brews. Joining the original Craft Beer Club is easy. Just visit their website in the link in the description. You choose your membership level and let the beer adventure begin. Welcome to the Political Pulse Show. I'm your host, Larry Elise. And on today's episode, we're going to break down the latest decisions coming from the U.S. Supreme Court. But of course, you can find us on Facebook and Twitter. Just search The Political Pulse Show on Twitter and The Washington Ledger on Facebook. As always, give us a thumbs up if you like our videos. And hit the subscribe button if you like our content and want to be notified of future videos. So without further ado, let's dive right in. As I read through the morning news over the month, I stumbled upon several monumental rulings by the U.S. Supreme Court, shaking the very bedrock of issues such as affirmative action policies and college admissions. The court, in a groundbreaking decision, deemed the affirmative action policies at Harvard and the University of North Carolina unconstitutional, effectively eliminating the use of race as a factor in determining college admissions. The reverberations of this decision are far-reaching and its implications for our society are unfolding. President Biden, in his address from the White House, emphasized that this ruling cannot be the final word on the matter, urging us to uphold the ideals of empathy, hope, and opportunity that epitomize America. The decision was penned by Chief Justice John Roberts, With a concurring opinion by Justice Thomas, the Supreme Court's ruling underscored the idea that affirmative action policies are inherently non-colorblind, thereby violating the Constitution. The court referred to a previous decision from 2003 in which Justice O'Connor affirmed the notion of affirmative action when implemented holistically and individually 
while also suggesting the eventual need for an endpoint. Chief Justice Roberts declared that the time for such an endpoint had arrived. Establishing stringent guidelines for universities to adhere to in order to align their admissions practices with the Constitution. So what are some of the political ramifications from this decision? This landmark decision undeniably carries political implications that will resonate throughout the nation. Democrats now face the challenge of engaging in a new kind of political conversation surrounding affirmative action. Michelle Obama released a statement emphasized the necessity of addressing the various advantages certain students received in college admissions, such as legacies or access to expensive resources. On the other hand, Republicans view this ruling as a triumph, emphasizing the principle of colorblindness in college admissions. The consequences of this decision extend far beyond college admissions. Human resource departments, employment practices, and the controversial diversity, equity, and inclusion programs will all need to reassess their approaches to mitigate potential legal challenges. Furthermore, endeavors by corporate boards to enhance diversity may also face scrutiny. Race permeates various aspects of American life, and this decision will undoubtedly shape future debates and legal battles. The Supreme Court's decision is likely to prompt a series of race-focused cases in the years to come. While its immediate impact is felt within the realm of colony missions, the court's stance on other areas of American life, such as employment and corporate diversity, remain to be seen. It is evident that the repercussions of this decision will extend far beyond the confines of academia, fundamentally influencing our society and sparking decisions about the ongoing struggle for race, racial equality. Let us know your thoughts in the comments section below. What did you think about this case? Do you Are you in favor of the court's ruling or are you against it? Let us know your thoughts and let's have a friendly debate in the comments section below. And now we're going to move on to another case that the Supreme Court just ruled on. A recent ruling by the Supreme Court sparked intense debate as conservatives sided with a web designer in Colorado who sought to decline services to same-sex couples in need of a wedding website. The decision raised critical questions about the delicate balance between freedom of expression and anti-discrimination laws. In this segment, we're going to explore the intricacies of the ruling and shed light on the divergent perspectives surrounding it. Conservative justices on the Supreme Court justified their decision by emphasizing the protection of freedom of speech enshrined in the First Amendment. Justice Neil Gorsuch, seeking to portray the ruling as narrow, clarified that it did not endorse discrimination based on sexual orientation. Instead, the court argued that forcing the web designer, Lori Smith, to create a website for a same-sex couple would compel her to express a message she did not support. Consequently, the court ruled in favor of Smith, upholding the importance of freedom of expression. In dissent, Justice Sonia Sotomayor expressed deep concerns, contending that the ruling undermines the principle of equal treatment in public accommodations. She drew parallels to historical instances where establishments denied services to marginalized groups, such as black individuals, and stressed that upholding such discrimination goes against the process made in protecting the rights of minority communities. Sotomayor warned that the decision could perpetuate a social hierarchy in public spaces. The Supreme Court's decision emer emerges amidst a political climate where the rights of the LGBTQ plus divided and equal sign community face increased scrutiny, despite a substantial majority of Americans supporting same-sex marriage. The tension between conservatives framing the decision as a First Amendment matter 
and the prevailing public perception of it as an LGBTQ dot dot slash slash whatever rights issue poses challenges for political candidates and public figures. As the Republican primary unfolds, the ongoing culture war surrounding same-sex marriage, trans rights, and related matters shapes the broader discourse. While the broader implications of the decision remain uncertain, Justice Sotomayor highlighted potential scenarios where individuals might face discrimination in various public settings. However, it remains to be seen how frequently such cases will arise. The clash between the cherished beliefs of freedom of speech and the principle of equal treatment in public accommodations presents an ongoing challenge, with the Supreme Court hearing cases that evoke arguments from both sides. As an election watcher and election night junkie, I've closely followed the case of Moore versus Harper, which recently reached the U.S. Supreme Court. The case revolved around the question of whether state lawmakers have an unchecked power over federal elections immune from state courts and constitutions. In a significant decision, the Supreme Court rejected this legal theory, upholding the role of state courts in reviewing congressional maps and election laws made by state legislatures. And in this segment, we're going to dive into the details of the case and its implications for our democratic institutions. Republican state lawmakers in North Carolina brought the Moore versus Harper case, challenging the state's rejection of their congressional voting district maps due to partisan gerrymandering. The North Carolina Supreme Court ruled against the map, citing violations of the state constitution and unfair advantages for Republican candidates. Undeterred, the Republican lawmakers took the case to the U.S. Supreme Court, invoking the independent state legislature theory. This theory posits that the U.S. Constitution grants state lawmakers a unique authority to determine the conduct of federal elections, such as redrawing congressional districts and regulating voting procedures. Proponents of this theory claim that state constitutions and courts cannot curtail this power, although they acknowledge that Congress retains the ability to override state election rules. In a 6-3 majority, the Supreme Court soundly rejected the independent state legislature's theory. Chief Justice Roberts, joined by Justices Brett Kavanaugh and Amy Coney Barrett, as well as the liberal justices, argued that past Supreme Court rulings supported the notion that the state courts can review congressional maps and federal election laws made by state legislatures. The majority emphasized that the U.S. Constitution's election clause does not exempt state legislatures from the ordinary constraints imposed by state law. While the majority did not explicitly outline the bounds of judicial review, it cautioned state courts not to exceed these bounds when ruling on matters pertaining to federal elections. The decision struck a balance up by upholding the role of state courts while acknowledging the need to respect the authority of state legislatures. The Moore v. Harper case generated significant concern among election watchers due to its potential to endorse the independent state legislature theory. Such an endorsement could have opened the door to more manipulation of political power by state lawmakers, leading to increased lawsuits and illegal ambiguities. It might have prompted the Supreme Court to review state court rulings, potentially destabilizing future elections. However, the rejection of this theory by the Supreme Court quelled these theories, providing clarity and upholding the current democratic framework. The Supreme Court's decision in Moore v. Harper reaffirms the importance of state courts in the democratic process. 
While state courts can still approve measures that impact voting accessibility, their review of state legislatures' actions remain crucial. By striking down the notion that state courts can be entirely sidelined, the decision preserves checks and balances and underscores the significance of state constitutions. Although the Supreme Court rejected the independent state legislative legislature theory, the fight over the balance of power in elections is far from over. Republicans in particular have been pushing to grant their controlled institutions greater authority in election matters. Attempts to change voting laws and influence redistricting processes have been prevalent in several Republican-led states. State Supreme Courts, therefore, are increasingly at the center of debates concerning democracy and will continue to play a pivotal role in shaping the electoral landscape. Let us know your thoughts on the comment on the section. Let us know your thoughts on the topics we've covered. Is there something we should cover next uh, next week? Let us know. As always, follow us on Facebook and Twitter, and very soon Instagram, and give us your thoughts. Continue the conversation on Twitter or Facebook. Use the hashtag Political Pulse. And as always, if you want to support the channel, you can go ahead and buy us a coffee at buymeacoffee.com slash TWLedger. Your support helps the channel grow, upgrade our equipment, bring a new host, and hopefully one day take this show on the road. As always, thank you so much for watching and listening. We will see you next time. Thank you for listening to the Washington Ledger Podcast. Follow us on Twitter at the W Ledger and like us on Facebook. If you like what you hear, join our Patreon at patreon.com forward slash the Washington Ledger. And as always, have a great week.